Hey friends, it's DGS on DHP, and today we have two of your favorite people, Andy and Lindsay Matsuoka, who are going to talk about what their upcoming exciting plans are and how you can pray for them. I hope you are encouraged as you hear about how the Lord's been at work and our brother and sister who go way back at Henson and have many connections at Henson. I know you will enjoy this. Listen, share, and give Andy and Lindsay lots of money and prayers. Who in the world are you guys? <laughs> we are Andy and Lindsay Matsuoka. Been married since 2012. Michael Lawrence's first wedding at Henson Baptist Church. That's right. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yep. I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We <laughs> we were we had the privilege of being married by Michael. Well, almost the last. The one and only no, there was one other. The one other. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick and George and George and yeah. Uh, when you said first and the last, I thought maybe he like screwed up so bad. There's like no more <laughs> or your marriage was was not good. So they're like, you cannot marry any more people. Something like Something that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you guys have children? Yes. We have three children, Anaya, who's nine, Silas, who's five, and Nori, who's two. And you have family in the church. Well, Lindsay, you do. Yes. Yeah. So yes. who are you related to? Um, you want to know everyone? Um, what about your folks and siblings? We'll just <laughs> okay. we'll keep it immediate family. Yeah. Um, my parents, David and Judy Walker, and then my brother Davy Walker, my sister Kelsey Davis. Yeah, that's those are my that's my family. And, and who they're married to. <laughs> and you live next to your siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever think that that would happen in your adult life? No. Yeah. Never did. And how has it been on a scale of one to ten? Ten being awful. <laughs> uh okay tens awful so it's just been one it's been great good what about for you andy <laughs> do you get along All with your brother-in-law from <laughs> okay uh so you guys got married in 2012 but how long have you been at henson we both were born and raised at henson so your your parents were at the church yep Yep. yep, and same same for uh david and judy mm-hmm. and you have uh like how many just do you know how many people you're related to at Henson right now, Lindsay? Um, now it's basically just the Libert family and our family, I think. Okay. And Peggy. Oh, and Peggy. Peggy, Peggy Arnaga, yeah. And uh, you were raised in the church, but just like the quick version of how you came to Christ? Yeah, so I'll, I'll go first. I um, was raised in the church. My mother was a Christian. My f- father was a professing Christian until my young adult Hood. Um, shortly after his mom had passed away, he stopped believing that Christ could be the only way. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom was the, the spiritual leader throughout my entire life. Uh, I grew up hearing of the gospel and, and seeing the display of a, a faithful uh, Christian walking, reading god's word praying regularly through my mom Mm. and and through the church and got pretty involved in the youth group and i think it's there where i really started to understand my my sin my brokenness my need for christ um i could have been saved earlier i know i was a professing christian at a younger age not a lot of fruit until my youth years where were you going to public high school? Uh, yeah, so we were we were in the Park Rose District, and then we moved out to Clackamas. I went to Portland Christian for a little while, um, 
but then switched to Clackamas High School. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what about what in terms of your uh, adult life? Um, what did you do for for work? Um, you you left Henson for a season. What were you up to? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, well, I was in construction management. Got a job through Kaz Kalmoto, which was so fun to work next to him. Um, before that, I was thinking potentially missions and studying intercultural studies up at Western. Um, up in up in uh, Trinity Western, up in Canada, um, but then finished with a business degree. We got married, um, but bef- yeah, before that, I think the Lord. Uh, you mentioned me being away from Henson. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a season, a, a difficult season through a broken relationship, and um, from years two thousand twenty three till two thousand nine, I was. Mm-hmm. You said um, 2003 to 2009 and I was just doing like the BC, BC, <laughs> BC. Way <of> <laughs> <back>. <laughs> was um, was incredibly dark I often refer to it as like, uh, the severe mercy that really mm. dropped me softened my heart dropped me to the, my knees and and um, and really kind of prepared me for the change that that Michael brought to Henson mm. so praise the Lord for that indeed uh, thanks for sharing, Andy. What about you, Lindsay? How did you come to know the Lord? Um, so I like, just like Andy grew up, um, going to church my whole life. My parents taught me about Jesus from a really young age. Um, I don't remember not believing that Jesus died for my sins and that that's how I was saved. Um, but I just, I feel like I just continually grow in my understanding of that. And it was probably around high school age when I started becoming more involved with the youth group that it became more personal for me Mm -hmm. and um, I grew in spiritual disciplines which therefore just um, helped me grow all around Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just a continual road of sanctification. Did you ever think that you would be involved in missions say in your high school or college years? Um, High school probably not. Okay. Um, college is when I started thinking about it, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had studied Spanish growing up and that led to me serving some time abroad. And that's when I realized that I could, I could handle living cross-culturally. And so that I felt like I should be open to doing that for missions. Was that converse talking about missions? Was that something that you guys talked about before you got married? Yeah. Yeah. We were both aware of like our hearts or, or I was aware of Lindsay's, um, willingness to go. Um, that was actually one of the most, one of the more attractive things or one of the things that attracted me to her was that I just knew how close she was with her family, how much she loved them and they cared and loved for her. And then yet to see her willingness, I just thought mm-hmm. that was amazing. And, uh, the reason why I wanted to talk to you, other than it's fun to get to know you guys better or let the church get to know you all um, through this context, is because, uh, Lord willing, you're going to be sent out for the sake of global missions uh, in the coming months. Um, it feels like we've been, this is this like deja vu a little bit for you guys? You've been sent out by Henson before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very much so. So what remind us the year that you were sent out uh, to the islands before. Yeah, 2016. So I did the pastoral residency in the fall of 2015. And then we you left May. We left May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was that like? 
leaving. Like leaving or being there? Just uh, launching out. Do you remember what you were feeling then? (laughs) I mean, lots of emotions. It was exciting. It was really sad. It was scary. Um, Yeah. You just had an eye at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then you were gone for how long? Just under four years, three and a half or so. Okay. And now you're, you're getting ready to do it all over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, well, I want to know kind of how it's different this time before I hear more about the work. So what's different this time than before? We're older. <laughs> We're older. We have three kids. I'm feeling my age. <laughs> no, um, a lot of it has been so sweet and uh, just a reminder of what we went through the first time, you know, meeting with church family, um, the church family so graciously uh, sharing in their excitement for us and their support. And um, it's just been a blast getting to talk to our, our dear brothers and sisters about what we hope to do. God's worthiness, uh, his plan for the nations, the the beauty of the church. Um, So that is very much the same. Although maybe we have a little bit more depth and understanding of how wonderful the church is, just having been gone and then coming back and doing it all over again. Because you guys didn't really have a church when you were overseas those four years. No. You had had a team. Mm -hmm. Um, So... What has the Lord done these last uh, few years since you've been back? Like in you guys, uh, maybe any any specific things that you can think of, like ways the Lord has grown you or t- things he's taught you? Yeah, yeah um, returning home from the islands was really hard. Mm-hmm. And so um, that I had a lot of grief and anger and bitterness that I had to work through. And um, through doing some counseling, I was... I basically learned how to lament, which I apparently didn't know how to do before. And that was, that was huge for me. That's, um, yeah, that helped me be able to process with the Lord, um, in a different way. And so that was one of the, one of my biggest takeaways with coming home was learning how to lament. And I feel like the Lord just keeps giving me opportunities to continue studying that or, um, Particularly being married to Andy. Mm. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Yeah. So that, so that was, that's probably the biggest thing that stands out to me, but um, also just getting to be back in the life of the church again after, after an almost four year hiatus has just been, it helped, it helped me to realize what a gift it was and to try to take advantage of the time and the people and the relationships and opportunities to teach and grow and study. So, um, yeah, I feel like the Lord has used these almost four years to just strengthen and shape us more. Did you guys know that you would, um, want to be sent out again and go back to the, to the nations, move back overseas? Did you know that pretty quickly, even as you were coming back from the islands? Yeah, we we knew we would want to, okay. or at least we we thought we did, mm-hmm. um, and that never really faded. Mm. Um, but we we certainly didn't know if we were going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember being in the islands and and uh, Lindsay and I talking, and Lindsay, I was surprised at how Lindsay was just ready to just go to the next location mm-hmm. um, after what we had been through and just feeling burnt out. Um, 
I was I was encouraged by that. And and we had always said while we were doing the work in islands, like if if we if the Lord has us go home, we want to be mindful of the the people groups around us and and seek ways to to have a ministry wherever we are. So we kind of just had that already in our mindset. Um, for me, like the, the season was definitely hard. Um, it was a time for I, what I knew needed to be just, I needed to reevaluate and hear the church affirm or, or show and work with me, um, how I can grow, um, process, I guess, or, or, or think well about what took place and why it took place why that took place um, and, and consider kind of my part in all of it as well. Um, so that was not easy, but it was, it was good too. And so I, I think back of that, this season and, and just think the Lord really worked on my pride and my understanding of my identity. And it was a time to, to be willing and ready to listen and, and, and seek counsel from others and, and reflect on that, which is not always easy, especially. No, it's not. How do you, just a follow-up question, if I may, um, did you have to invite that into your life or did you already have the relationships that people like you had kind of implicitly given permission for people to speak in, into, into some of those hard, harder areas and challenging you and, in ways that was, I'm sure, difficult for your pride as it would be for anyone. Like, can you just speak at all to how you kind of cultivated that kind of growth? I think we all want to grow that way. Maybe not go through the pain, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think it happened is the, the moment where you are expressing our interest in going back out. Mm -hmm. um, that was definitely, and um, in those conversations um, with, with various church members and church leaders, it, it it opened the door to well let's let's think through this oh sure uh, what are your qualifications and then even just in reevaluating you know when we went to the islands we really didn't know it was such a long term work we didn't know when we would see a church planted mm -hmm. and what my role was and so as we're looking at other potential places and considering my role we had to kind of fast forward and think through well of what what am i gifted in what could the Lord use me or how the Lord could use me? So that was just a natural thing. But I think I did. We did have those relationships as well. I think I praise the Lord for the, the culture we have at Hinson of just willing to or desiring to, to dive into each other's lives and disciple one another and hold each other accountable. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, certainly uh, pursuing ministry can be an opportunity to die to pride, whether it be vocational or just serving in the church, right? Mm -hmm. um, you, in one sense, invite that kind of feedback into your life in a way that can uh, really grow us. So I'm glad you spoke to that. I wanna, we, we could certainly spend more time thinking about all that the Lord has, has worked in you guys over the last several years and all that he taught you, but I wanted to give at least the rest of our time to looking forward because we're we're so excited what the lord has in store for you we're not excited about you guys leaving but we're excited to partner with you guys in this new work so can you kind of tell us what the plan is get what's your kind of uh overview of what you guys are going to be doing where you're going um can you speak to that either one of you 
Yeah, long long term goal and desire is to see healthy churches uh, networking together through and planted or re- reformed uh, throughout the country of Taiwan. Um, our part in that, as far as uh, we could tell our plan, uh, is Lord willing, we'll be a part of a church plant that will be English speaking. Um, initially, and then, um, Lord willing, we'll, we'll continue to build relationships with, um, the church leaders there already existing in Taiwan and, and Lord willing, um, just build up brotherly, brotherly love, loving relationships where we can partner together, help train, bring in helpful resources that we have here stateside and, and, and have them, um, accept, uh, accessible for those church leaders and different churches. Um, long term, I mean, I think the the short answer is we're just going to do the, the plotting work of faithful church work. We want to be um, healthy church members, Lord willing church leaders, preaching God's word, discipling, doing what we do here uh, so that God, God's manifold wisdom is displayed through the church plant that we have there. Um, we were excited about Taiwan because I think there's just a lot of potential and uh, thinking about um, East Asia and the connections that, that our team team leader has with East Asia and the proximity. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think there's just a lot of potential for Taiwan, for the surrounding nations, uh, just to see more church growth and health. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Lindsay, would you want to speak to like kind of what you're looking forward to or what's exciting to you about this? Why, why do this for, uh, from your perspective? You got mm-hmm. three young kids that you're seeking to care for plus this guy. And uh, I mean, that sounds like a big transition. Yeah. Very big transition. I mean, what Andy just shared, like that's the most exciting part is just the mm-hmm. potential. Um, but then just, I think because of our experience living abroad before we saw the, just the good that comes of that for, mm-hmm. for our family, for our kids. And, um, I know it's going to be really hard and it might mm-hmm. not go as smoothly this time, but, um, I am excited for our kids to have that different lens of the world, um, living cross-culturally and just the opportunity to get to to share, share the love of Christ in this different country where they just don't have as much access. That sounds, it sounds fun and exciting. Are you planning on learning the language? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that comes pretty easy to you. How many languages? I mean, cause you got to learn the language in the, in the islands. Well, both of you did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you knew Spanish before. Yeah. Okay. I was fluent in Spanish. I wouldn't say that anymore. And yeah, we learned the language in the islands and we've actually, Jin Hong has started teaching us Chinese. So I just had Chinese right before this. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how's it going so far? Um, I mean, good, but life here is really full. So we're eager to get over there where we can have a little more focus. Yeah. My plan is to start like a week later so that I can always just fall back on that because Lindsay's just far exceeding me. And I'll just be like, well, she did start before me. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) What, uh, what concerns do you guys have? What, as you, you know, Michael uh, started off the sermon last week, like, uh, what's, what are you anxious about? Did you guys think of this upcoming transition or are there certain things about life in Taiwan that you're unsure about or anxious about? Would you be willing to speak to that? Yeah, there's, there's lots of things that we, we 
feel and are anxious about at times. Um, I think, you know, just knowing uh, the state of the church from what we've been told and, and church family, we'd love to hear if you have more knowledge uh, of the, the of the church and and just any anything helpful to do really with Taiwan, we'd love to hear. I know there's many of you that have connections and families there, um, but we're getting reports back that are just it seems like a dire situation. Not 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 a lot of healthy churches, and so anxious about what it's going to look like to try to plant a church in that type of setting. Are you going to be planted out of another um, or like a healthy church? That was the original hope. Right. Um, but it, I think it's going to be just a church plant that we start with our team. And where is your team coming from? Um, our mission org, it's Reaching and Teaching International Mission Ministries. They have been so incredible and we're so honored and thankful to be a part of their group. Lindsay, would you be willing to tell us just a little bit about the team? Like how many people are on the team? Where are they coming from? Yeah, so far, um, it's just one other family. So um, there's a couple. They were most recently in Louisville, and they have four kids, all semi-close to our kids' ages. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, and they were previously in East Asia for 10 years, and they already have the language. So that's really helpful. (laughs) That's great. And do you hope others will will join the team? Yeah, there's a couple different families that are kind of in the early stages of interview process. And um, there's a family from Clifton Baptist that are there in the city that are already good friends with our our teammates. And um, we're encouraged by them. Um, So and our teammate got us connected with several different contacts over there that we were just so encouraged to meet. One of them was Jeff Chang's brother and his wife. And they were so sweet them so had you guys been to taiwan before this recent visit no okay both of our first times so yeah why why, like taiwan i mean (laughs) you you had spoken uh, because of your your family and your heritage andy of maybe going to japan one day you know the language a little bit you've been over there several times your dad's japanese like why why taiwan of all places yeah the short answer is our team leader stole us from our direction (laughs) um no i uh so we were in on the in the asian track because Mm -hmm. we were thinking japan Mm -hmm. uh and the doors just didn't seem to be opening Uh, we wanted to we were continually listening to counsel um had had a lot of a few different conversations with different elders and and just thinking through um, the context of Japan and our stage in life, our our age, even my my leadership abilities, and 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 just really feeling like we we need to join a team. Um, we need to have a solid um, team to to do that kind of work. And as we're talking and interviewing with RTIM, it's our team leader that's doing most of the conversations, most of the interviews, and we're just. We were just blown away by him, this godly brother that has so much experience. And we were, I even said to him jokingly, I think Mandarin can easily translate to Japanese. Would you, you know, consider moving to Japan? And that's when he told us their family's plan. And so we had to like really consider whether they were, they were inviting us to, to pray and think about joining them and. By God's grace, I, I was like 
convinced that we were going to Japan, but by God's grace, he quickly changed the desires of my heart. Um, even before our trip, I just felt like, man, this is a great opportunity. So did you feel the same way, Lindsay? I, d I did. Yeah. I, um, I was more guarded with Japan. I just, until we knew for sure, I didn't want to get my hopes up. And so, um, especially when it looked, when we weren't certain that it would work out. So when mm -hmm. we heard about Taiwan, we already really appreciated, um, the guy who's going to be our team lead. So I thought it seemed kind of like a no brainer. Why wouldn't we go join? And I thought it was a sweet gift of the Lord that Taiwan has a lot of Japanese influence. So I thought that's just a, a sweet gift. Uh, we were talking about fears, anxieties, concerns, uh, maybe some listening to this as we talk about Taiwan, they're aware of kind of the geopolitical things going on with maybe a particular Eastern Asian country. Mm -hmm. Is that something that concerns you guys? It's probably a question you get a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it does concern us. And uh, we should be honest, I guess, about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um but the whole process has been so reaffirming um, that that the Lord is sovereign. Mm -hmm. He's reigning on high and his sovereign reign is so good and kind. And really, no matter what happens, we know that he is sovereign and good. And so we don't want to act in fear. We don't want to respond in fear or, or, or not do anything in fear. And so... Um, you know, it, it, we can't lean on our own understanding. We can't be just approach life deductively and, and pragmatically. And it, we look back at our short period here on in on earth. And, and it's amazing. Like I, I, I remember thinking I want to do missions, but I don't want to be in a Muslim context. And then we went to the islands and, and Lindsay thought, I want to, I'll be willing to do missions, but I don't want to be in like a I didn't want to go Mandarin to speaking <laughs> world. And here we are. Mm. Or you look at the Rileys and how they met in East Asia mm. and we're hoping to go back. And now they're in the Muslim context and mm. we're like swapping. It's just the Lord is beautifully, perfectly ruling, reigning. And um, so, yeah, there's fears about China and what, what, what they might do. But we also just feel confident in our Lord. Yeah. Amen. And it also just in terms of common grace, isn't it true that your location is kind of a, a better location than some in terms of, uh, what the city that you're going to be living in? It's like not right on the, on the coast. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, um, I mean, it's a very international area. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, you're, you're right. It, there's there was some articles written in the Economist that talked about, like showed the strategy of what China will do. I don't know how reliable this is. Like, why would we know that information? Well, the but, Economist is a Chinese publication. That's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it it you know some experts are saying not likely would they attack our city first. Um, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, what uh. What are you guys going to be doing over there, though? Like the, uh, I think the the mission is exciting. The location is strategic. The team uh, sounds sounds great. So I mean, so glad to have like minded brothers and sisters to mm -hmm. partner with mm -hmm. in this uh, strategic gospel work. But 
are you going to like just go over there and like get dumplings with people and try to strike yes. up conversations with Jesus <laughs> about Jesus or what will your what will like a typical day or week look like i mean i know so much about going overseas is being flexible mm-hmm. and uh, seeing kind of what the Lord brings. But do you guys have like a plan? I'm going to do everything I can to see Dwight Howard. <laughs> I think he's playing basketball over there. Okay. <laughs> no, um, wasn't expecting that, but uh, I can't wait to get behind that. And with that, we end. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. We're, we're excited. Our oldest is super excited about the international school that she, um, Lord willing, will go to. Um, I think it'll be sweet to see um, different relationships develop through that through that school. Um, we honestly don't know much about Taiwan, so we really don't know what to expect. Is, are you to have a particular responsibility with this church plant? Yeah, yeah. So um, our team leader really wants to protect our language learning time, so that that's going to be primary um, the focus for the first two years that we land. Okay. Um, but we will be a part of it and we will be a part of the team. If, if for whatever reason, the Lord, you know, if, if it turns into a a church revitalization work, um, then we would probably be just, we would just be faithful members, which would be so sweet and awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and then wait to pursue a, a, a vocational role or eldership there. Um, but, if it's a church plant, it's just going to be a few of us, and I'm sure we'll we'll split up. Probably the responsibilities of teaching yeah. and organized gathering. Yeah, um, Lindsay, what do you think? You're so a ton of your time is going to be given to all the things that take up your time here today, mm-hmm. uh, caring for the kids. Um, you're going to be learning the language. Mm-hmm. What, what what do you anticipate your uh, typical day or week to look like? Yeah, well, if so, Lord willing, our kids will be going to school, so that will free up a lot more time because right now I'm homeschooling. Right. So, I mean, I'm I'm excited about the full time language learning. That sounds mm-hmm. fun. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, a lot of the time when the kids aren't at school, that's going to be filled up. But trying to find ways to get plugged into the community, whether that's through kids doing activities or like Andy said, we don't really know Taiwan yet. So figuring out where do people meet each other? How do people become friends? What are things like that? So what have you heard about the culture there? Maybe even particularly in, the, in your city? Um, we've heard very hospitable, very nice. Um, but uh, there's a there's a limit to that. So so similar to what it sounds like, similar to Portland. You know, there's just everyone is friendly up front. Well, not everyone, but there's kind of a, a Portland nice and then there's nothing more. Um, and a lot of the global workers that we met over there were, were saying that. Now, not all of them. There's some that have been around for longer and, and have had just are a part of the culture there. Mm-hmm. Or another way to say it, just it's harder to build, seems hard to build deeper relationships, like very just like on the surface, but then pushing deeper is hard to hard to get to. Wouldn't you guys say that when you were in the islands that you built pretty deep relationships and it seemed like uh, you always had people in your home and were spending time with people in the community? Um, it, it, do you anticipate this looking uh, different? Yeah, I think it'll be an adjustment. Uh-huh. I think we'll have to be more intentional, be out there more. Um, urban life. Mm-hmm. Urban life, urban. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So one one great thing about if we get to do the the language learning that curriculum that we've used or method that we've used in the past is um, it's it's driven or it forces you to to be in the community and um, build relationships and be out in the stores and so it's not just like a school setting where you're just studying and then you're doing your exams and memorizing but it's um, more language acquisition but it also as a result is like cultural acquisition as well so if we can do that, if we can find some language nurturers, even if it's like part of our language learning process, I think that will be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll look very different from the islands in that we didn't have to invite people over. They just came. I don't mm -hmm. think that's going to happen in yeah. Taiwan for okay. what I hear. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So Anaya probably doesn't really remember being in the islands. Barely. She, barely. Yeah. Um, how are the kids feeling about this transition? Uh, particularly Anaya and well-dressed Silas today. <laughs> Silas was wearing a gray suit. Yes. Was that his idea? Yeah. That's excellent. <laughs> um, I mean, they, they have very mixed emotions. Mm -hmm. they're, there's some things they're really excited about, but then as it gets closer, I think the reality of all the sad, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we love living right by family and mm -hmm. our church family is fantastic. And so having to say goodbye to all that, Andy and I remember pretty well. Anaya and Silas don't really remember having to do that, so they're yeah. <clears throat> they're starting to process it, and it's it's hard. So, mm -hmm. um, but I trust I trust that they will bounce back and recover. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's just gonna be a lot of ups and downs sure. along the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll certainly be keeping the kids in prayer as well. What are what are the the main ways that we can pray for the Matsuoka family in the coming months? You guys are hoping for. Uh, a spring or even a winter launch or what what are you guys thinking how how's the support raising going uh it's going great okay. we're, we're super encouraged um while i was away over the weekend we got several notifications that church family had signed up to support it was so encouraging even even maybe even more productive me being gone i don't know if there's a direct correlation um yeah, so so Lord willing, in this in the new year, we're saying okay. so okay. maybe January, maybe after Chinese New Year in March. Okay, um, but yeah. Some people have said that's crazy. I don't know if it is or isn't. I think our church and and I think we can do it. I think well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but ways we can pray in the intervening months and continue to. Yeah, just to keep on the line with family and kids. I, just always be praying please for our children that they not resent the lord or resent us in this move but they see god's um glory and how he is worthy of our everything mm -hmm. um and um that just creates great opportunity for us to to speak the gospel into their lives and to parent well and disciple them <clears throat> another thing i think uh, another prayer request would be just this process has been humbling it's it's both so encouraging getting to share but also so easy to uh worry um and and not trust in the lord and and so just be praying that we will be faithful in what we're doing but have faith as well faith in our lord um and that god is glorified through the process of support raising even uh that that along the way that we will just be um, worshiping him as we talk about our plans and 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 our <clears throat> glorious lord amen good um, yeah 
uh, practically what percentage are you at? It's September 20th at the time of this recording. So I, I just crunched the numbers. I think we're at 13%. 13. Yeah. Lucky number. So yeah, but that was like 4% last week. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are kind of just getting going. We're just getting going. Yeah. Yeah. So Lindsay, would you add anything about how we can pray for you guys? Hmm. I mean, there's always lots, but I'm just trying to limit that of what I share. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just as we're preparing to go, um, for our hearts and the hearts of the people in Taiwan that, that the Lord would be stirring our hearts towards love for them and Mm -hmm. truly caring them, caring for them. Um, and that the Lord would be softening hearts of people there and, and, um, yeah, preparing them to hear, hear about Jesus. Amen. Well, we will be praying for you guys. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys as a congregation more in the coming months. Um, we got the big fundraiser lunch coming up this coming Sunday. I guess when people hear this, that will have, their their tummies will already be filled with <laughs> Mama Soul. <laughs> we'll be happy. But thank you guys so much for for sharing today, and uh, we're excited what the Lord has. We're so thankful for the, what the Lord has done in you and the example that you guys have been to mm-hmm. us in uh, in faith and humility in the last uh, few years, in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and excited to send you out. So thank mm-hmm. you. Praise God. Thanks.